So as you guys know, I'm well into my summer course at MSU Denver Online. Loving it, as I've been telling you guys on the pod here. But three things have really stuck out about the MSU Denver Online experience, which you guys should probably know about. Um, First off, super engaged teachers that are extremely responsive to their students' needs, whether that's an email or a question about an assignment or a concern. Also, many of the same teachers that you might have at MSU Denver Online also work in the same field that you're taking a subject in. So there's a lot of great networking opportunity as well. Uh, Secondly, the course content is highly relevant. I can't even count or remember how many classes I took during my undergrad that were just useless. I, I never thought about the content that I learned in one of these 100 or 200 level classes after I finished taking the class, but that's not the case at MSU Denver Online. At least from my experience, all the content is super relevant. It's real life skills that you're gonna be using well after you're done taking the class. And lastly, it's convenient. A lot of students that take classes with MSU Denver Online work other jobs, and what MSU Denver Online allows you to do is maybe work ahead if you have a lighter week than normal. And it's great, it gives you a lot of flexibility in that regard. So they work with you uh, to work around your schedule. And if you wanna take a class, if you wanna check out their course list, it's available online. Maybe take a class this summer. And here comes this Lithuanian crew just off the side door here, just kind of parading in. Looked like they came from a Grateful Dead concert. Not in a straight line. And just totally free. Rock and roll Grateful Dead team and their way are in tie-dye on the medal stand. It was one of the few priceless moments in um, sporting rock and roll history. Sporting rock and roll history. It's a long history. Don't even know what that means. History. Don't, nobody knows what it means. It's provocative. Gets the people going. What is up? What also gets the people going? The DNBA show live here, presented by Manscaped. Your, your, your balls, balls will thank, thank, you. You. thank you. They will, guys. A lot of people ask us, how can we support DNBR? We want to support you. Support Shave your, balls your balls as well. Shave your balls. Shave your balls. A lot balls of people. Yeah. DNBR. That's new. Don't forget to use promo code DNBR20. It's right up there in the top. We keep it there because it's so important. A lot of people also ask us how they can get their balls to thank them. And, well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple procedure, really. Uh, Bring in some Monday energy today, guys. I'm your host, Adam Mates. I'm joined by the man with the wind in his hair, the Peloton Prince. Peloton Prince. Peloton Prince, man. I like that one. I like that one. You earned it. You you earned it, buddy. Um, The company man in full uniform. It's it's Brennan Vogt. Yeah, I did not do this on purpose. This is a lot. I don't know. I might turn this backwards. <laughs> no, I like you. I like you being full frontal. You know what? I, I, I Just when you took your hat off and you had the hair slicked back, you had a little bit of a Leonardo DiCaprio thing. Oh, Thank you. I, he's I, going I back to his Jersey that, roots. So. Yeah, you could pull yeah. off Leo. You could pull you off, could Leo. Pull <laughs> off Leo. For, he's cool. more Leo than, say, I am, for example. Wow. If there's that one person wow. here who can pull off Leo, it's clearly, clearly them. Thank you. And the namesake of the giggling grizzly, it's D-Line. What the F? <laughs> Giggling Grizzly. The bar in Lodo? The Giggling yeah, the bar in Lodo, the Giggling Grizzly, the name well, of Eric. I would uh, say, oh man. Okay. No, yeah. Cool. <laughs> you have a rebuttal? Go for it. I want to hear it. You can well, I mean, I Giggling, I get Grizzly. I'm, am I a, a bear? Is that what you're talking Bring that comment back up, though. I, I do like the image of, of Harrison just like <laughs> wanting to quit. And, no. So you can, have like a, you can have like a hashtag under your. Peloton username. <laughs> oh my it. god! I might Peloton go with Peloton Prince. Prince, or maybe I'll just change my uh, my screen name. What's Peloton up there Prince. currently? Uh, wind Hashtag wind underscore. turbines forever. Big just turbine guy. <laughs> Guys, we have a special guest coming from all the way on the other side of the globe. Oh, and one of our favorites, an OG in the Denver Nuggets blogosphere from Forbes magazine. It's Joel Rush. Yeah. Hey yeah. Guys. How's Joel, it going? What's happening? Oh, the crowd is wild. The crowd is very excited to have you here, as am I. Um, Very excited. And, guys, we actually have something to talk about, some natural content built right in. The NBA, in all of their wisdom, released the schedule to the season on Friday afternoon, 
a Friday evening, really, when everybody was out for them. It was like, you know what? We're in quarantine. We've been making up content for three and a half months. We're not going back into the studio. We'll save it for Monday. We'll do it live. And here we are. So, Joel, I know it was probably Saturday morning when you received the news. But um, first of all, are you excited to see the schedule? What was your first thought when you got to see the Denver Nuggets schedule come out? Uh, I mean, I guess excitement probably isn't the right word because we knew it was coming, right? Like, uh, yeah. I, I, was, I was just more curious to see if they would actually my, – my surprise was that they didn't follow the remainder of the regular season schedule as closely as I was thinking they would. They, uh, they let us awry, didn't they? I guess I, I was supposed to do the drum roll. Guy, I forgot. Here it is. Here's the drum roll to unveil the schedule here because we're pretending as if this was live. There it is. Look at that beautiful graphic. TV so. magic, baby. Yeah. So, so Joel, you're right. They, they told us when we had the report from Vincent Goodwill that they were going to be playing the same teams that were already on their schedule. That's, that's not the case. Yeah, so I think, you know, it got a little tougher. But I think it kind of got tougher for everyone just by virtue of the bottom eight teams being out. Um, mm -hmm. I don't feel like Denver got screwed or anything. Um you know, rel relative to what the strength of schedule was before the hiatus, I think it, you know, the, proportionally it stayed more or less similar, I think. Yeah, I think they got screwed. Do you really? <laughs> Are you just trying yeah, to because, bring that energy? Is that is that why? Yeah, well, I wanted I wanted the Spurs twice because they're going 0-8, so I wanted well, a piece of true. that. Yeah, that is true. And then I wanted games to show at a time where I wasn't going to be uh, deep into mimosas and, and donuts. And, so, and, so you mean you got screwed? Yeah, yeah, me personally. personally. I should, that's I guess that's I should... typically the perspective Eric is coming from, to be clear. Well, I said the Nuggets, right? That's me. <laughs> Do you guys know who got the Spurs twice, though? Who? The Spurs. The, the Utah Jazz. Uh, no, they got hey, the Spurs are, you, twice. are you kidding? They got the Spurs twice. If you would have read uh, my five <laughs> takeaways from the schedule release on DDNVR.com, I did note how the Jazz did get the Spurs twice. Whatever. The Jazz are going to lose all eight games, so I'm not, I'm not, even, uh, I'm not even... I know, but that means the... the that means that the the spur, or I mean the the Jazz benefit from two Spurs losses. They get two gifted wins. Yeah. Well, I want to bring up the point that you made here, and I know Joel. For you, you you have become accustomed to watching games at weird hours, and if you have to do this living in Japan, you have to, uh, you know, get up early in the morning or stay up super late or DVR games and watch them again, but. This for us, you know, we have a bar. We have been very excited about having these like, you know, everybody can come. Well, not everybody. 50 total people can come into our bar, social distance and watch the game together. And here we are with an 11 o'clock start to tip things off. I feel like the Nuggets, if they, I don't feel like anybody got shafted because when people argue like, oh, this is the toughest versus the least tough. We're talking about hardly anything. But they did get shafted in that they got the worst time slots. They got the morning time slot almost every single time. Does that mean anything to you, or is that like something that shouldn't matter? I feel like it would mean more if we were in our regular arenas and kind of home environments and stuff, because then you probably have a higher likelihood of guys staying out late and you know getting up early is hard for NBA players, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's wait, so, wait, 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 am I in the NBA? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've never felt so close to NBA. It's players. the closest thing we have in common, to NBA players. <laughs> But, you know, like in the bubble, maybe there's less of an impact there. I would assume that, you know, how late are they going to be playing ping pong and cards? Right, oh, man. <laughs> well, think about like when you yourself would go to summer camp as a child and you would wait until you would stay up until all hours of the night playing GoldenEye. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but, but I think even though Making they might not be like going out and stuff. It's still going to be an adjustment for players because NBA players just naturally ha are in a different time clock than yeah. than most people. They go to bed late and uh, get up pretty late normally, so yeah. I, they're going to be like adjusted. I think better than if they were just like to go from Denver down there and then just start playing immediately. But it's still going to be a little bit of an adjustment, I think. Yeah. Pull, it, pull it back up, Kale, real quick, the schedule. Because here's one guy. thing I keep thinking. Or guy, sorry, guy. <laughs> <laughs> pull it back up, guy. Unbelievable. One thing. So we have 11 a.m., 2 p.m., 2 p.m., 6 p.m., 1.30, and then TBD, which is my favorite one. That's like I can't even, wait, baby. Can't even wait for TBD. But so here's the thing I keep wondering, 11, 2, and 2, and then 6, and then 130. So of the first five games, four of them are very, very early. 
Now that sucks, but I do wonder if Denver will be accustomed to playing early. I mean, they'll have that many games in a row early, and all of those no no other teams has this many early games. So I wonder if maybe it is an advantage because maybe you know the Jazz used to having the spotlight, the prime time television, <laughs> because everybody needs to see Rudy Gobert. I wonder if they'll be a little bit thrown off. What do you think, Joel? I don't know. <laughs> I like your theory. I, I like your theory, but like, there's just so many unknown variables in this whole bubble situation that it's to to, to me the biggest uh, factor in the whole return schedule is just going to be those last three games, whether those teams are resting players or not. Like yeah. more than more than the game times and more than I don't know home away whatever yeah. advantage or lack of advantage there is there now or fans like I think if the Lakers are resting LeBron and Anthony Davis or if Toronto's resting Siakam like that that's going to be the big difference maker for Denver I think right are, are they even talking about games as ter- in terms of home and away are they even like keeping up that that facade there is officially a home and away location there is yeah I, I think officially you like have to have a home and away team but it doesn't mean anything well, like later on, they'll be like the Nuggets' home record last year was terrible. They went. Uh, I, <laughs> I wonder what jersey are they bringing all four jerseys? Because usually that's how you would. I mean, that would yeah. be the only token thing. Like in the NCAA tournament, you have the home team is in white. Now, now we're getting deep into the kind of discussions I'm looking for. One, yeah. <laughs> what, what would you like to see the uh, the rainbow skylines? Uh, I want to see the mile jersey? high. I want to see the mile high city jersey and the sky and the black those. skylines. That's all. The only I, was, I want. I was really disappointed last year when they didn't wear the Rainbow Skylines for even one playoff game. The players didn't I, like them. The yeah. players didn't like the white. The white, the white ones are they're like too soft. They're like they're like they're, it's like strawberry shortcake out there. Yeah, it's a little bit of like a juicy fruit or something. Yeah, like not, <laughs> not, not like a powerful or whatever. We, uh, juice, juice we, we danced around this a second ago, but I think the best aspect of the Nuggets schedule is where they got the Lakers. Yes, 100% because, agree. Yep. Uh, the Clippers play the Lakers very early, I believe in like the uh, second the first, or third game. Or the, for the first game. Oh, yeah, opening Clippers, night. Yeah, opening, opening night. night. Opening yeah. night. Yeah. Um, the Jazz got opening night as yeah. well somehow. I have and, no idea and, how. Yeah, and, and if the Lakers, you know, go 3-0 and or even like 2-1 and and they beat the Clippers, like they could clinch the one seed through just a couple games, so I am pretty sure they're going to be resting their guys by that Nuggets game, the uh, third to last one. But here's a question, though. Do you rest guys when there's only eight games? I mean, every game is a tune-up. Every game is getting ready for the regular or for the playoffs. And I don't, I, not that I think the but Lakers are worried. Have, like 20 minute, 25 minute limits, or yeah, you know, get a few reps in, but not really take the game so seriously. Just and it's it's probably less about rest and just like straight up injury avoidance. You know, yeah, like they're, yeah. they're like they're like we literally have nothing to gain. All that can happen is LeBron James can tear an ACL. So maybe yeah. that's not that's not really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you're right about that. But if you do look at it, so the Nuggets Raptors very likely to be wrapped up in their final seating by the, by that game. The Clippers. What's not what I like about this is you play the Clippers second to last. Either that game has implications for your playoff seating, which is great because that means the Nuggets. Nobody, the Clippers are like four games up from the four seed, so they're safe there. The Nuggets are really the only team that are a threat to catch them. So either the Nuggets are within striking distance of the two seed, which means they played great. That's a good thing, or they're so far away that the Clippers aren't going to try, which means that's a gimme. So I do feel like that's a great one. The Lakers, that third to last one, again, that's the one I don't know about because I don't know if you want to rest three games in a row, but maybe they do. Maybe the, maybe the Lakers do. So I do agree that in that one regard, um, things have broken nicely. Is there, is there some gerrymandering that we're able to accomplish this year where we get the Lakers and the Clippers in the same side of the bracket? I don't <laughs> think that's possible. No? All right, then I don't care. Unless the Clippers, <laughs> like, completely flame out and are just okay. terrible at <laughs> like, the tournament, somehow drop to four. Um, the Ringer, and I don't know what metric they were using here, but the Ringer – uh, put odds out here. And I'm surprised, man. Some of this is like, look, we're, we're projecting something that the league stopped four months ago. None of these, these projections matter, but I'm so surprised at how many of these models really don't like the Nuggets that much. They're <laughs> very likely to finish in the three seed, which I think is accurate. But then they're much more, they're as likely to be the fifth seed as the two seed. Is when you see things like this, Brendan, I saw you just rejoined us here. When you see things like this vote, <laughs> Does, what, what do you what do you make of the fact that everybody seems so low on Denver's chances, even when they're just using statistical models? Yeah, I'm not really sure what to chalk that one up to. 
Me neither. Uh, you know what I mean? I really don't know what goes into that evaluation that yeah. tells you. I mean, if there's, a, there's okay. a set of criteria you could say, this team is likely to fall off. But I don't know how that doesn't apply to, like, 80% of these teams with everything that's going on. Um, are they a try-hard, lucky team on defense? Maybe. But that tends to manifest in the regular season. Are these not regular season games? Uh, I, I don't know how to evaluate this. So uh, the, the truth is I, I just don't take it too seriously. Yeah. I haven't checked the numbers recently, but I think if you look at things like expected wins, the Nuggets outperform on that metric. Um, they're... Uh, what do you call it? The uh, shot selection statistic. Yeah, that's expected on clean shot glass. value or something. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Their their effective field goal percentage is better than it should be, according to that. <laughs> you know, so I think I love should be. <laughs> probably some of those, uh, you know, number crunching. Yeah. What do you call it? Algorithms or whatever kind of uh, project the Nuggets lower than their performance this season based on things like that. The I would only assume. thing. To me, it's just it seems like it's been two seasons of that now, where the yeah, Nuggets sure. are, are lucky. So, are they creating their own luck? Um, why does their luck run out now when it seemed to apply to them throughout <laughs> the regular season? So, yeah. I'm not saying that it can't happen. I just, um, it, just, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a numbers guy. Well, I don't know what I'm, I'm that sure. Model, I'm sure strength and schedule also had a big thing to do with those projections, whatever <laughs> model they use. And from a strength of schedule yeah, standpoint, the Nuggets have the toughest schedule in the West over these eight games, and the third toughest in the league. But yeah, I also I think, think strength of schedule is like less dependable in this context than it's. Oh, totally, had, totally. Know, as for totally. all the reasons you guys. This were is just, an entirely new season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering if any of these models that I've seen, like the one at the Ringer, uh, Pelton's, um, I think it was Goldstein, maybe. Uh, but like all of them seem to have Utah projected higher than they should. If, yeah. Uh, Bogdanovich is going to be out. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think they haven't factored that in. Maybe I'm not sure. But, they had to have though. Like that's what these guys do. They they tweak their models. Yeah, they're like, oh, right, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. We forgot to Deron look at the actual Williams players. Is no longer there. Dang it. We need to update this model. <laughs> so like, I, yeah, they're like, I don't know if Jerry Sloan is going to be safe in the bubble. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh god. Uh, Joel, just from a general question, are you like, what's your level of excitement for whatever is about to happen over this next couple of months? I mean, are you are you excited to see all this unfold? I'm really excited to just watch live basketball again. I know. Um, but, of course, that excitement is tempered by the reality of the chaotic burning in hell world that we're living in, too. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that burning in hell world really uh, rears its head quite often when you're talking about things <laughs> that you want to be positive about. <laughs> and it's like the we're going to be like walking on the edge of a knife, you know, just wondering if the whole bubble is going to collapse really under the weight of the coronavirus um so yeah with all the excitement and i i do feel it like i just can't wait to watch basketball again but oh my god there's this lurking fear in the back of my mind that you know there's a dread overhanging the excitement that kind of makes it hard to just enjoy with pure enjoyment do you think that you'll be immersed in this though at any point because that's the thing i keep wondering like right now everything we talk about is theoretical like looking forward to this or that but do you think there'll be a moment you know, five games into this where we just almost forget. I mean, we're never going to forget, but where you just kind of like enjoy a game and enjoy a podcast and enjoy oh, a discussion God, yes. and you're almost like, oh, yeah, there's also a pandemic. Or do you think it'll always be at the front of the mind? I think it'll kind of ebb and flow a little bit, you know, like kind of like with the recent news cycle, you know, like the Black Lives Matter, unfortunately, uh, movement has it, despite protests going on, you know, that's kind of started waning off from actually getting news coverage um, to the extent that it was initially. Um, but, you know, then some incident will happen. That'll be right back up in the spotlight, you know, and I think things will grab our attention and slip from our attention periodically. But, you know, I think in the moment of watching the games, the game will bubble to the top as, you know, you, you can get caught up in the moment. Of anything yeah. at any time, I think. So I, I think how the excited, games will carry their own excitement. How excited are you to watch the UFC on Saturday at the DMVR bar, Adam? I'll be honest, almost not at all until what? they were until they were on, and then I was yes. very immersed in it. So it was. That's it what was, I'm saying. Was, yeah, but that wasn't like a, was I the, wasn't looking forward to it. My day wasn't really no. planned. I didn't even know I was going for the last second. I so, know, but uh -huh. would you say that the pandemic was at the forefront of your mind when we were screaming for one guy to punch another guy in the face over and over? <laughs> I get well. Actually, yes. I guess it was a little bit. A little bit. Um, no, but I, I do think so. The Nuggets are going to have all these morning game, all these very earliest first first games, 
and we will get to watch them. Of course, I'm sure we'll do something at the DNVR bar with proper social distancing, only a handful of people in. If you're lucky enough, you can reserve a spot, I'm sure. But I am excited for, like, when I looked at that and I said, okay, the Nuggets play at 11.30. Then there's a game at 1.30, then a game at 3.30, and a game at 5.30, and a game at 7.30. I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be kind of a fun day. We get to watch basketball for, like, nine hours, and I'm really – me personally, like when I look at that and start thinking about it in that regard, I get I get pretty excited about it. So I don't know. What about you? Vote and win. Like, what are you guys feeling? Is your excitement ramping up at all? Totally. Um, I can't wait. Uh, like the NBA is is our life, and yeah, there's a lot going on in the world right now. Um, but I mean, these three months have been brutal. Like I'm not gonna lie, these three months have been brutal with no hoops. Um, By the so way, yeah. we get thrown a bone this week because on Wednesday, I don't know if the we know this, but I don't know if, if the fans know this. We're going to get to start talking to Coach Malone and the players. They're going to be practicing and things. So we're going to start getting sort of our first updates, and they'll be, I think, fairly regularly, maybe even daily over the next several weeks. So I do think it'll start to feel at least a little bit like like things are ramping back up. Of course, some, some important, I think, benchmarks ahead for us. Um, when we come back, there is some news, though. The Brooklyn Nets – Dropping out. I mean, there almost might not even be a Brooklyn Nets. I wonder if the NBA was just amended not to put the Brooklyn Nets in. But we're going to talk about that and some of the other latest news here in a moment. But um, Harrison, you have some some reads for yeah. us. I feel like some other teams might want to drop out too, if, if given the chance. <laughs> Harrison, did you finish top ten in this weekend's WGT? Oh, uh, well, I was top ten in DNVR one, uh, well. but not top ten total. Well, that's t- so that's I too don't bad. Think that counts. That's then it does um, not count. I don't think that counts. Um, so, obviously, we know everybody's going down to Disney World in a couple weeks here. If you want, if Nuggets players, if Nuggets staff, if they want to hit some Breck Brew while they're Ooh. in Disney World, just pop on to the Breck Brew beer locator. There are 31 <laughs> places that sell Breck Brew within a uh, short drive of Disney World. So, is you it can get Breck Brew wherever you want. Is it inside it the bubble or out, outside? It is outside the bubble. Well, the, stop. They're, they're, not gonna, sneak it in. they're not going to challenge the SWAT team or whatever to go get the break brew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, obviously, tons of places to get it in Denver as well. The 15-can sampler, the Jokic pack, also the Mile High City Copper Lager as well. Pick it up at Davidson's. They have curbside pickup and delivery. And Adam was just talking about it. We did have a WGT event this past weekend. Uh, Why are we talking about this? I was We're outside the top every weekend 10. now. We're going to every weekend. This weekend's Thank the 4th God. of July. No, that, that's Thank what God. I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> Great news. That's what I love to hear. Joel, you got to get on the WGT train, man. You got to start playing uh, phone golf. Yeah. I, I'm sorry to admit that I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Good for you. I, unfortunately, I do know what we're talking about. It's a source of great shame for me at the moment. I uh, oh I performed not admirably. I I had a lot of water in my game. I had a lot of uh, I know. a lot of rampant. I, I hit uh, water on the first hole. Swear to God, I almost quit right there. <laughs> but I pulled it together. I pulled it together. Oh, uh, yeah. Make sure Did to download W. Weekend, bro? I didn't see your score. Were you on? I, I, I didn't play this weekend. You loser. Oh, you loser. Boo. You know what happened? You know what really happened? What happened? I thought what happened? DNVR 1 has a better shot of victory if I just sit this one out. <laughs> and it, but it, I'm it, proud it of worked. This yeah, worked. DNVR 1 over <laughs> DNVR 2. Yeah, take that, DNVR 2. You were triumphant. <laughs> Yeah, but if, <laughs> I like this where I can uh, hop on to Harrison's accomplishments in life and feel good about myself. I definitely dragged the aggregate score way down, but I still feel like a champion. Team sports are sick. Dude. <laughs> I won a national championship in Ultimate Frisbee when I was in high school. I was the 15th best player on the team. But the other 14 guys were sick. So you I won a national medal. championship in Ultimate yeah. Frisbee? How have we medal. not talked about this on the pod before? Because it's we cover basketball and when you brag about Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> a national championship really... in high school? It's a big Joel, deal. What's your top. best sport? Oh, I was a horrible athlete. I, oh. <laughs> I played soccer when I was a kid through like junior high school, but then I when I moved from Boulder to Littleton I, when I was 14, then, like, Arepo High School had, like, a real soccer team, and I just wasn't good enough to be on it. <laughs> so I just kind of gave up on sports altogether, and I kind of became a skater. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like, That's awesome. Well, you, definitely, you definitely need to get uh, in the like, phone, I could phone only, golf then. Yeah, that was, like, my greatest athletic accomplishment, maybe. <laughs> I also had a skater phase as well. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I need Wait, did you, did you go to Boulder High, Joel? 
No, I would have gone to Fairview had I continued to live in Boulder, but then I moved away from there. I, so I went to Burbank Junior High, um, okay. which I don't even, I think the schools that I went to, Aurora 7 Elementary, got renamed to other things by now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, I just wanted to make sure you would have gone to Fairview. If Bucket, buckets, it's, <laughs> buckets, that's not Frolf. Frolf is Frisbee Golf. That's right. That's Ultimate right. Frisbee. He's he's a I national a championship in... in, in Thank uh, you, Eric. I'm not even going to bother to... You free. <laughs> I can't even believe I said it on the podcast. So. <laughs> Yo, yeah, my brother went to Fairview. Oh, nice. I, so to I, I would have gone there, too. Enough I, Fairview talk, you too. I want to ask you here, Joel. I don't want to go... I, we don't have to go too long into this, but I, I do want to ask because I know that there's quite a difference between Japan and the U.S. and terms oh. of just like the COVID. <laughs> Is that so, true? Can you confirm? And just the handling of COVID and sort of the ways it goes. But out here we're seeing, not in Colorado, thankfully. I think people in Colorado have done a very nice job of, you know, being using caution, wearing masks, social distancing. But in Florida, for example, where the NBA is going to be holding this tournament in Arizona, some of these other places, it's really spiked. What, what's happening in, in with, with Japan right now? Well, fortunately, you know, the uh, coronavirus curve stayed pretty low the whole time here, and it's gone down to, you know, I think we've been in the area of 900-something deaths for several weeks now. It still hasn't topped 1,000. Mm. And Japan has 38% the population of the United States. So, wow, you know, proportionally, it's a much <laughs> smaller percentage of cases and deaths here. Um, and... It's kind of a mystery, or at least initially it was kind of a mystery as to why, because there was not a strict lockdown here. There was um, not the implementation of these. Like, my brother and his family live in Manila. They mm -hmm. couldn't go for a walk in their neighborhood. Their lockdown really? was so strict over there. Um, wow. But, you know, in Japan, people were still out and about. Kids were playing in the parks. Um, you know, you would see people shopping in uh, retail stores and stuff like that. But... Everybody masked? Is that is that the thing? Yeah, very very high mask compliance. Which I, I wrote about this recently, but my based on some polls and my own kind of half-assed research, uh, I think it's <laughs> you know maybe about ninety percent mask compliance here. Um, oh. and there's also just no handshakes, no uh, hugging. Basically, in day-to-day -day personal greetings, people don't touch each other. Um, and I think those two things kind of gave Japan. A somewhat inherent advantage um, yeah. in preventing the spread. When uh, I, I, I have visited Japan um, years ago, and people wore masks then. Like It's mm -hmm. like not uncommon at all for people to be wearing masks if they themselves are sick because they have a inherent concept of taking care of the, the, the larger community. And also Japan, uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but on a small island relative to the United States, like you deal with diseases that sort of sweep through the entire population a lot, right? Like people are just mm. much more tightly compact. So they're, this is not a new idea that people are having to sort of wrap their heads around and like change their behavior. And no one uh, jumps up and, and claims that it's somehow a, uh, uh, an affront against their freedom <laughs> to put a mask on. <laughs> well, there's on that point, you know, there's, definitely more of a collective sense of community responsibility for sure and like and, and part of that is like just ethnically 98 percent of people who live in japan are japanese so mm. when, when japanese people talk they talk in terms of we often like we think this or we do this um and you know so the deep social divisions along you know whatever lines you might draw religious or ethnic or Racial or religious. Any of them you want. Yeah. I just repeated myself, but um, you know what I mean. Political. Yeah. Uh, they don't exist to nearly the same degree, which I think makes it easier for people to kind of yeah. get together on the same. Like, okay, it's good to wear a mask for everybody. Okay, everybody wear masks, and everyone just kind of goes with the program. Uh, this is an interesting comment that we got from Beeston here about. I think you'll need to see sports canceled again for people to get the picture. I really do. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not optimistic, but I do, I do wonder sometimes, like, just what's it going to take? Because we see these spikes. And I will say this anecdotally as well here in Colorado. I do think people, the last two weeks, you've seen fewer people out. You've seen more people wearing masks. And I do, maybe that's a positive sign. Or maybe that's just Denver. Maybe that's just Colorado. Colorado's 
one of the better states at everything, in my opinion. So, <laughs> Brendan, did you know that Adam uh, likes Colorado? Yes, yeah, yeah. out here, huh? Big, big fan. Um, there's some news today, guys. We can move on. Jordan Bell has signed with the Cavs. How hey, could the league let this happen? <laughs> I stole that joke from Twitter. <laughs> but it is true. It brings us back to, because what was he taken with, like, the 31st pick or whatever he was sold for cash? And I remember it, this was only, like, two years ago or three yeah. years ago, people were, like, outraged that Jordan <laughs> Bell could fall to the uh, Golden State Warriors. It was a rough yeah. time to be a not-Warriors fan, man. Yeah. Anything at all. Like, David West has been lifting. You're like, no! Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah, Harrison, the name all of the teams Jordan Bell has played for in the NBA now? Or at least been on, on the roster for at least, like, 12 hours. Warriors. All right. Timberwolves. I can't fact check you. I don't know why I asked this question, but you are right so far. You are two for. Uh, I think he was on the Wizards for a second, but never played because the season got suspended. And then uh, obviously the Cavs. So I'll say four. So first Houston, then Washington, then Memphis. If you recall, he was with Memphis for like not very long. At least kind of like that. Do not recall. Yeah, all nobody I, does. All I know is that when I used to fight people online on Facebook and the Nuggets uh, chat groups, like I had people that I was constantly arguing with uh, about or with that really, really liked Moutier and Jordan Bell for the Nuggets. <laughs> it's like I, this is a conversation I was in all the time that Moutier was just going to get better and better and better. So in your face, uh, Facebook yeah. group. No, no, no. The draft the conversations are so funny. Like OG Ananobi, you know, yeah. he was like LeBron James. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how could this happen? Jordan Bell definitely on the list. Kyle Kuzma for a good like year. Everybody's oh, yeah. like, I can't believe him too. <laughs> how um, did he fall? It's like, oh. <laughs> um, you can we, say that about OG, but I still wish he was on the Nuggets. Yeah, oh, no, there's come on. no doubt, especially when sure. Tyler Lighton was the they got instead. That is an all-timer. That Wait, was a shot Trey Lyles missed. OG got a little bit better in my head, you know? Like, yeah. Oh. Wait, was I fighting you, Joel? <laughs> we didn't check the check our user names. <laughs> the other piece of news that dropped today, guys, um, and this one a little bit more serious. So Wilson Chandler opted out. I don't think that was a surprise. Anybody that followed Wilson Chandler on, on, on Twitter and just saw the direction of the Nets, not surprising that he opted out. But today, Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan both tested positive for coronavirus. Spencer Dinwiddie allegedly showing some symptoms. We don't know what, but showing some symptoms of it. Spencer Dinwiddie has not been ruled out, I don't believe, at least at this moment, has not been ruled out, but not looking great. DeAndre Jordan has ruled himself out. He will not play. Who's, Joel, who's left on the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> Levert? Yeah, actually, this could be the Levert, you know. <laughs> this is where Karis Levert builds his trade value for a trade in four months. And also, just by the way, we're actually asking. We haven't done any research. We don't know who else is on the list. Yeah, yeah, we need to. Know. <laughs> well, well, Harrison's boy. We know Harrison's boy is J- Joe Harris still there. But um, but no, in all oh, seriousness, yeah, this team is is kind of low on players. I mean, what do you make of this? We've talked about what would happen if an entire team caught it or if a bunch of players, there was an outbreak. But the Brooklyn Nets are short, like seven, eight players right now. So what, what do you make of that situation? I don't know. I mean – if you have a whole team that can't play, like literally they don't have enough players on the roster, Yeah, I don't know what the NBA is going to do because there's still going to be – I mean, they've put all their eggs in this basket, right? So yep. there's still going to be immense pressure to continue on. But Yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, they, where else were they to put their eggs? <laughs> oh, no, I don't disparage them for that. I'm just saying like that's the reality of the situation. For, for sure. sure. Um, and at this point, if, if even – just one team were to say, well, maybe we shouldn't go. And that you're starting this yeah. whole thing over, right? Luckily for everyone, I think the Nets are the second or third most irrelevant team in this whole thing. Like they had almost no chance of catching up. There was a, in that thing where we showed the odds of where everybody would land. The Eastern conference version of that one was actually ridiculous. Cause it was like 98% certain. Yeah. That one that shows the odds. It was 98% certain that uh, the Orlando Magic were going to be the eight seed and then almost no chance that there would be any other movement. So Brooklyn didn't really have a point. They're yeah. going to be the seven seed, and that's just going to have to be how it goes. Um, I, think we're gonna, I think we're going to see more of this, though, t- to be honest, players really? going out. Um, mm-hmm. What did we put the over-under at for players to test positive uh, six and last half. week? Six and a half. <sighs> yeah. So I in guess one, we got two. Wow, yeah. yeah. In, in uh, one day, we've gotten two. So we're probably going to go over that and – 
I mean, I think we're going to see more guys pull out, especially from the teams that are in, you know, the bottom five seeds or so for sure. This has to be a snowball effect thing, right? I mean, I think if you're on the fence and you see your peers dropping out, maybe you feel that much more comfortable doing it yourself. So I would have to imagine there's a little bit of momentum that will gather behind this. My my favorite uh, development in the NBA over the past day and a half is that there are probably honestly teams that feel upset that they missed out on J.R. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Young is still available. Nick Young is out there. Who is? Nick Nick Young. Young. Still available. (laughs) That was a weird Nuggets moment, wasn't it? That. Go ahead, the Nick Young weeks. Oh, it was the weirdest. Yeah. It was the best, though, at the same time. When he hit his first three, I was like, I mean, I think I was standing next to Adam and uh, Brendan. I believe that I <laughs> embarrassed them both if I don't, yeah. uh, if I've never <laughs> yeah. searched. Yeah. Right. There, uh, there was some uh, some other Nuggets news, though, over the weekend. They're playing to sign Tyler Cook to their other two-way spot. That's a good point, yeah. Th- thoughts Which, on that, everybody? That's it. There's no more remaining spots on the roster. Correct. correct. Maxed out. 17. They're maxed out. Um. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't think it. Me- I don't think it makes a difference. I mean, I hope PJ Dozier plays, um, but I would be surprised if he did. Tyler Cook, I'd be very surprised if he played. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, so, that's bad times yeah. for the Nuggets. If so it's if funny because up. way back at training camp, Tyler Cook and PJ Dozier were pretty much competing for the final two-way spot, mm. and Dozier got it. Cook got cut. Um, but my inkling here with the signing is that. The Nuggets want to bring, you know, 17 guys to Disney World that they trust and that mm. they know mm. and that they know aren't going to, like, try to escape the bubble and whatnot. <laughs> like like Nick Young would. <laughs> yeah. So they, they just want to trust all their guys. And I feel like they think they know Tyler Cook and are, you know, comfortable with him representing them down at Disney World. What contract did Tyler Cook sign? Like, what is signing a two-way deal at this point in time? Yeah, when, when, with they, when there's no G League, right? Yeah, yeah it's just uh, it's just for the rest of the season. Okay, mm-hmm. just for the rest of the season. So it's yeah, it's more of a formality, right? Than anything. It almost yeah, seems I like. mean, but it, it's somebody that they get to bring, and I think Harrison's point is great. I hadn't really thought of it, but you invite Nick Young onto your roster because you're like, oh, we need shooting. What you really get is a guy that is going to break the bubble. <laughs> maybe breaks yeah, the bubble, and then <laughs> your whole team gets COVID, and it's like, well, <laughs> that wasn't worth the two three pointers. You made. The, tr- the literal Trojan horse of the. T- <laughs> The NBA is starting to announce today it was reported by Zach Lowe, Ramona Shelburne. They're going to play Black Black Lives Matter on the court. We knew that some of this stuff was coming. They're also going to allow players to put messages on the back of their jersey basically in place of names. So if you want to make a statement or something like that, players can do it. Spencer Dinwiddie was the first player to announce what they were what he was going to do, and he was going to put twenty six trillion to represent the uh, uh, national the debt. Of, oh, not the number of uh covid uh, viruses he had in his lungs. no um, <laughs> oh sorry but i just thought that, that was that really so interesting because i know the nba was thinking like very narrowly about what type of statement a player would make and he came out here with a completely different statement <laughs> i hadn't heard that that's so bizarre well he wears number he's gonna wear 26 and then the back was gonna say trillion to represent the national debt and it was <laughs> i'm sure the nba was like oh my god all right well, what, okay. what is it what why what is the point of that i don't even understand what the message is is he an uh, economist you know, I, I'm not going to get into the idiot. But what I am going to get into, though, is that – did you have something, Bo, I didn't want to cut you off? No, I mean, if I, I feel like you're about to ask Joel a question. I'd rather listen to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not – well, I'm actually going to segue into asking Joel a bunch of questions. Do um, Over the weekend, there's two celebra- – actually, including today, two birthdays for the Denver Nuggets. Monte Morris mm. celebrated a birthday. Michael Porter Jr. celebrated his 22nd birthday, which – I just, to me, it almost like stings a little. Twenty-two isn't old, but it's not young anymore. And oh, seeing him, not. we just got him, and he's he's already turning twenty-two. Um, but Joel, here's my question for you: Are you prepared now to guess the ages of oh. a handful of players who are actually surprisingly old or surprisingly young? Are you? Uh, this is this is the latest game that I've invented that is completely sweeping the nation. Yeah, it's a big deal. Oh, I'm not prepared at all, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah, that means you're completely prepared. <laughs> Where is our graphic, Eric? I thought you had a graphic for this. Oh, uh. oh look at that! Oh my gosh, look at my grays. Oh my. Does this goodness. mean I look as old as I am? Exactly. Yeah, oh, this yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, 
This is this is Mama Bear, Papa Bear, and Baby Bear. Oh yeah, just right. That's the <laughs> Harrison. It's safe to the oldest one in this room. <laughs> Harrison is always just right with his takes, with his personality. Uh, Adam, point. a little bit, you know. So this is so. My, MPJ being twenty two, he just he doesn't feel twenty two to me. He feels twenty. Maybe she just turned twenty one. Yeah. But him being twenty two, I remember him talking about being in Jamal Murray's um, same high school class or whatever. And he's like, I don't know how we got split up. But I'm going to ask you some here, and these are these are going to be all be shocking. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, Joel, how old is Michael Ooh, Kidd Gilchrist? <laughs> oh God, what year was he drafted? I'm going to guess. It seems like he should be 35, but <laughs> I'm going to guess 29. He's 26. I knew, oh, I knew that one. Dude. <laughs> wow. is that, that is a shock. <laughs> he's 26 years old. Like he's, I'm with you. If you would, if I would have gotten asked this one, I would have said 33, maybe 32. Somehow 26. 26 is the age where you can – talk yourself in the guy's changing like you know if he develops a three you know he develops a three-point shot at age 20 i just feel like he's been around forever as like a guy who i almost never see but i always see his name yeah (laughs) he's just always in the background somewhere but uh i am surprised that's much younger than i would have guessed for sure please tell me you have no it's literally younger than you guessed (laughs) (laughs) uh next one tobias harris joel tobias Tobias harris Twenty-seven. Wow, he got it perfectly. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> well, I guess that one's not too surprising. I thought he felt a little older than that, so I was surprised. He's young. I would have said twenty-nine. Him and like Gary Harris, you know, basically the same, the same, <laughs> same age. Yeah, um, I was actually. I think it was one or two seasons ago. I think I kind of had him circled as a guy the Nuggets might want to go after. Um, yeah. I can't remember exactly when that was, but he got that max though. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not worth that. He's not worth the max. <laughs> no. um, the next one, Andrew Bynum. <laughs> oh man, Andrew Bynum. Forty-two. <laughs> thirty-two. <laughs> what? I, I got that one this? exactly right. He's thirty-two. Has he's he been out of the league for fifteen old. years? He's been out of the league for like three years. He's only thirty-two. <laughs> Because he came into the league at 17, if you recall, but... 32? Isn't that wild? Doesn't it seem like Andrew Bynum and Noah Vonley have been in the like around the league for the <laughs> same amount of time? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Wait, is Paul Millsap older than... Andrew Bynum? Andrew Bynum? Yeah. Much older. Much older. <laughs> three, three full years older. And we're like, uh, he's still got some juice left, Andrew Bynum. We're like, man, they can get that. <laughs> yeah, that one surprised me. Um, all right, the next one. Steph Curry... Oh. 31? 32. Wow. Oh, 32. Okay. 32. First of all, Steph Curry is a lot older than. Yeah. Like, I, 32 is kind of old, man. I would have been like 28, yeah. Especially for a point guard. I got that within one. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Nope, 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 nope. That's all the degrees and horseshoes. Is it four years, Davidson? Does anyone know? I think three. I think he did three. But isn't it wild to think of Andrew Bynum and Steph Curry being the exact same age? It's unsettling. I mean, one, we're talking about, like, we're. uh, if you ask me, honestly, like, Warriors next year, I'm like, oh, they could be great. You know, they still have Steph. They still have Clay. They still have Draymond. Those guys are all old. He'll be 33 next year. Um, How long do we think Steph Curry is You're washed, Eric. top it. 10 player in the league if he is still there right now? Maybe one more year, two years. I don't know. I'd say I'd still say two more years. It just years? seems like it just it's not. At what point does he lose his ability to get that shot off? Right, yeah. he'll always be able to shoot, but but can he get open? hit these difficult shots, get it off it with such a quick release for how much longer that drop off is going to come a little quicker than we think. He's like yeah. a two to three years older than I would have guessed. I love this comment, Joel. I mean, look, I'm, I'm also a fellow old, um, <laughs> but it's true, man. All these guys, I'm older. I'm older than every single Denver Nuggets player. So yeah, we, we saw that on the graphic, Adam. Oh, God damn it. You're right. <laughs> You're right about it. Um, two years right. at Davidson, by the way. Yeah, NBA careers can be rough, man. Like, I, I stumbled across an old uh, Jordan Hamilton video that I made on YouTube like oh, eight man. years ago or something. Like. 
I don't I even know. Gi- I haven't given up. I haven't given up on Jordan Hamilton. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> have I haven't given up on him. We, I, I'm, I, yeah, that's right. The Nuggets could still sign Quincy Miller, right? I was going to say, two. Quincy Miller was my guy. Like, that, that, that's the guy. Were you a Quincy Miller guy, Joel? Yeah, you know, I think kind of along the uh, Keita Bates Diop line of thinking. Like, maybe he's got some length and defensive potential and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. <laughs> you, Never panned your... out. Who is your, like, Nuggets end of bench guy that you were irrationally high on over the last, like, decade? Over the last decade? I mean, mine you know, would clearly be Wardo. I, I mean, a guy who's a bench guy now, but Moutier. Oh, wow. It was, well. it was Joel I was fighting with. It was. No, but his summer league, man, he just crushed it with the, you know. Oh, I know. Really innovative playmaking. I was all and, like, Swinging one-armed passes across the court, and I thought, like, totally. I, I just really had much higher expectations for him than... Oh, he wasn't an end-of-bench guy. He was the number one starter, and he was terrible. <laughs> 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 I, so true. The whole video with him, like, overlooking the city on top of Pepsi Center. It was oh, so, so cool. Good. Oh, like, dude, I was so in. He had the backstory. He had every piece of it to be like, all right, so this is in. a star. He was not a star. The all right, physical next tools. One. Yeah, oh. uh, Brendan Vote's been teasing it. Oh, Noah Vonley. Oh, baby, you might know this one. Thirty-one. Good guess. That's what I would have guessed. But twenty-four. What? <laughs> what? Noah Vonley is twenty-four. We we can't give. I'm not. I'm Are not you joking. serious? He was, he was one and done at Indiana, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, Noah Vonley. No, no I, I, there's a part of me that kind of thinks Denver should re-sign him next year and just be like, you oh, know, what if he's going to enter the league? Yeah, hasn't he been, been on 19, more than 24 19, NBA teams? Yeah. 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 he has. I'm telling you, he's bounced. He's away. a he's journeyman, been... and he's <laughs> 24. No, he's a journey boy. He <laughs> feels like he's played 13 years for about eight different teams. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's 24. 19 when he came into the league. One and done at Indiana. I, I like Noah Vonley. I do, like, too. Like, I mean, Noted he, LeBron stopper. He mm. can move his feet on the perimeter. <laughs> he's strong as an ox. Absolute unit. Can rebound yeah. the ball. <laughs> I think Noah Vonley might be like a backup center in the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it was two seasons ago I included him in an article as a trade target for Denver. Um, nice. So you're right. Wow. He's Weird still young. Flex. That was a very... You, you no, I'm not flexing. I'm just... <laughs> He's also a uh, first-team all-backside, without a doubt. <laughs> with, I know. This one I'm, gets I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, t- I'm team three, but I'm still pretty uh, impressed with myself. Devontae Graham. Uh, 25. Hey, we nailed it. 25. Really? Yeah, unbelievable. That's exactly it. Wow, See, I Joe. think of him as like 21 because it's only his second season. He's really broken out, and I'm kind of like I'm kind of high on him. But then he's 25. Yeah. He's kind of like played yeah. four years at Kansas, right? Yeah. So, so I guess that one's not that exciting. This one was one of my favorite ones, though. Jordan Clarkson. Oh. Man. 30. Now he's 28. So oh. I actually would have guessed like 24. He's, he's, he's been around the block, too. Though. Yeah, I feel like he's <laughs> on the block. He's used goods. I love that uh, you just have the the 30 is the line of demarcation, whether they're old or young, and you have to decide, like, is this an old person or a young person? <laughs> the way I look at it is Jordan Clarkson is the best version of himself right now. Like, he'll never be better than what he is right now, and he's terrible. Is One Jordan Clarkson <laughs> this era's Jamal Crawford? No, 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 he's not as good. Jamal, Jamal Crawford, Crawford is he's still... He's actually as Jordan Crawford, probably, is more accurate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the, yeah, do, do we uh, even... I got another one for you here, Joel. Do we even know that answer to, to Bucket? <laughs> to, uh, I didn't see. What, what was it? Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, I did have that one pulled up. He was older than you think, too. Um, Michael Malone. <laughs> wow, wow. 46... It's 49. It's 49. Oh, He's going to okay. turn the big 5-0 I, this year. I remembered he was within a year or two of my age, so I was putting him a bit younger, but he's one year older than me then. There you go. There you go. So I, maybe you can answer this one from experience. We know Michael Malone is very edgy. He's, um, you know, he can have a short fuse, a short temper. Do you think that will increase in the year he turns 50? Because I imagine, I imagine that's not a fun birthday. I think he's going to George Carl it. I think he'll uh, 
you know, mellow over time, like a fine whiskey or something. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, I have one. That's the mistake that's, I mean, you know, that's think... ever happened on this show, by the way. That Michael Malone will, will mellow out in his old age. Wait, I have one no, I'd I... like to ask. Oh, go ahead, Joel. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to hear I, this. I was just going to say, you know, I think the stress of being a new coach, you know, look at Brian Shaw. Like, it's kind of like ride or die when you're uh, in those first couple years. Now he's got the more job security. I think he can afford... You know, in his own perception of his coaching, I think he can afford to be a little more patient and uh, take a step back and have a bit more perspective. I think wisdom. You know, it's not just the maturity; it's the uh, increasing comfort level with his own position in the coaching yeah. world. I think so. With uh, age comes wisdom, and then he's comfortable. He's been through things before. Things aren't a surprise. He's lessened his emotions. He's able to he, call upon he's experience. He's worn some reflection on his sleeve, I think, this season in that regard. He's. Yeah. I don't like. I don't know. I'm not around him all the time, but the players will tell you he's calmed down, and, and he'll tell us and in scrums that he's certainly made a concerted effort to, to do that. So certainly, it doesn't come naturally to him, but he's trying. He's trying. Um, so, Joe, uh, I have one for you. Adam okay. Mares. Oh God. <laughs> How old is Adam Mares? I actually never. Everybody always always ask, always guesses way older. It's very, it hurts. Ooh, put me on the spot. Um, yeah, uh-huh. I did that. I know, that's very uncomfortable. Least, Thank you, Eric. <laughs> I'm trying to get both of you to feel uncomfortable in one fail. I'll go thirty-four. Hey, that's not bad. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Adam, when was the last? lit birthday you have 30 i told harrison this the other day because he was talking about turning 30 it's the last it's the last birthday you celebrate like (laughs) nowadays i just go to chili's or something you know i thought you said i thought you said it was the last lit birthday was age 30 you went to chili's recently that's pretty (laughs) you know eric i Oh, Wait no. a second. oh god! Oh god! Oh, god. What, is, what is what is what is what is that noise? Is it time for we got to wrap up? Nobody wanted to play the steps tonight, so we'll do a quick little online with D line here. I know you have these ready to go. I uh, sure do. When you're just gonna have to put in uh, ads in, in post. I'm still in my extended prime. If you guys have been putting off going to the dentist, stop. Just stop. Just take the plunge. Go to the dentist. Sign up for a cleaning X-ray exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. They will give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So it's a highly productive cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group because you walk out of there with an awesome electric toothbrush. If you are still holding on to that manual toothbrush, you're living in the stone ages. You're living in the dark ages. Get into the 21st century. Everybody is using an electric toothbrush right now. And Green Mountain Dental is giving you guys one for free when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. So check them out. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, locally operated, locally owned. So uh, they're one of us. You know, they're they're one of the true Denver companies. So support them just like you guys support us. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, guys, I haven't had the healthiest back throughout the last like five years of my life. And I woke up this morning, it wasn't feeling that great. What did I do? I brewed a hot pot of Strava Craft coffee because Strava Craft coffee has CBD. It's been known to help cure back pain, other stuff like arthritis, any other aches and pains that you might have. CBD can help out with that. Uh, So it's helped me. It's helped me in my daily life alleviate some back pain. If you've got something that's nagging you, uh, or also if you've got something like anxiety that you deal with on a daily basis or stress, StravaCraft Coffee has CBD, which can help you out and alleviate some of those ailments that might be bugging you. Get it for 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 online at StravaCraftCoffee.com. Now that we're into the summer, I know a lot of people don't like to drink hot coffee. You can also make StravaCraft Coffee iced, so perfect for a 90 degree summer day. Get 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at StravaCraftCoffee.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um... actually, you know what? Online with D-Line just got canceled because at the last minute, right at the buzzer, we actually. Yeah, we got to. All right. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. We did get somebody <laughs> to, to join us here for the steps. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of D-Line, can I just say real quick that I'm uh, representing your. Uh... Oh, my oh, man. Wow. How are we doing? My man. 
Yeah, we have to make it a point to do that. So, so sorry, Jay Ray, Joel, we brought you on. Just dude. got a, a close picture of Joel's crotch, so I. I <laughs> to the show, Jay Ray. Right, I missed it. Well, you're you're the manscaping show, right? So that's right. That's right. That's right. That Joel's balls thanking us. Strangely enough. <laughs> Jay Returning Ray, the how, how should I call you? Is Jay Ray the right? Is that how you want to go by? Oh, look, I don't know. I just copied my Twitter handle, so you can call me James if you like. Okay, there you go. Oh, All right. It's really yeah. what you would like. It's really what you want, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can call you Javier. Amazing. Jose, anything you want. Um, all right, are you ready to tr- – where, where are you calling in from? Uh, from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, uh, I was going to guess Thornton. <laughs> so we're, we're close to the same time zone then. Indeed, we are. Does that James, mean you guys are in tomorrow? Is it tomorrow so, for you guys? Uh, so dumb. I mean, so it's, dumb. It's today for me right now. <laughs> I have Monday. to think about it. <laughs> a real Monday show. Yes, it is Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon. Um, what time are these games going to be on for you? The, have you looked at the schedule and looked at them, what time they'll be um, for you to watch live? I think there are a few. The earlier ones are probably at maybe 5 a.m. Okay. Or 6. So oh, not great, but not terrible. That's yeah. pretty I, I checked yesterday. Yeah. They're ranging from 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what's your line? Yeah, maybe is like, like three a, to eleven there. For both of you, is there like a line in the sand where you're like, I'm not getting up that early, or or for? It's for only work this? for me. If I'm not working, I'll find a way to be awake for it. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Kind of. It, yeah. Depends on what I'm doing that day. Um, I much prefer to stay up late and then watch it than have to wake up and. You know, find myself, but um, when, whatever. When, so, uh, one, one a.m. game, one a.m. tip. Are you staying up late or getting up early? What is what is one a.m.? Uh, definitely staying up for one a.m. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. Two o'clock, <laughs> two o'clock. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, you stay up for two. Three three thirty. <laughs> what are we doing at three thirty? We staying up for we can... get in like yeah, a two-hour nap first. That's the cutoff maybe. point. About three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have to deal with that in. What was that last tournament? Whatever the last tournament was that Serbia played in. Yeah, trying we to support our brothers. That, right? And I was oh, like, wow, yeah. you guys set alarms for basketball. This is nuts. Again, uh, at 4 a.m. This is nuts. Alrighty, well, you're on here, James. You have a chance Ugh. to climb the steps. Harrison has a, a list of questions. They're all in either, either, if I can say from experience, they're all either incredibly easy or incredibly impossible. So we'll find <laughs> or out. halfway through, it switches out of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Keep your head on a swivel here, James. <laughs> yeah, my heart is beating very fast, but, you know, I'll give it a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it away, Harrison. Oh, all right. No. And the music hadn't even started. Number oh, one. What country does today's guest, Joel Rush, currently live in? Oh, Japan. Joel, do you know, you can help him. You know <laughs> Joel can help him. <laughs> he's, uh, he's been watching the show. That is correct. That is yeah. correct. I, I, follow, I follow Joel on Twitter, so yeah. There you go. There you go. Everybody should Shout follow out. Joel on Twitter. Uh, question number two. What two teams are currently ahead of Denver in the Western Conference standings? That's a good one. That would be the Los Angeles Clippers and Lakers. It would be the Clippers and Lakers. That you is are correct. So Fighting through a beating heart. He's calling out cool, <laughs> calm, and collected. I love it. Yeah, you have Don't no idea. At all. <laughs> uh, question number three. Who do the Nuggets play in their first of eight seeding games at Disney World? Hmm. Joel, was it the Heat? Correctamundo. Yeah, that's lucky in the Miami Heat. It is the Heat. Yeah, what a great three helper. for three. What that a was, great helper. Yeah, that I'm, was, I'm, I'm doing all the heavy lifting here. <laughs> that was definitively Correctamundo. <laughs> all right, question number four. Rui Hachimura is the second Japanese-born Ooh. player to be drafted into the NBA. What team did he get drafted by? The Washington Wizards. That is correct. The That's Washington right. Wizards. Didn't even need Joel's although, help. Although I, I may have a correction for you there, Harrison. <laughs> well, he's Not the third the Japanese player in the NBA, but I think he was the first to be drafted. So I think I both looked Utah Tabuse and Utah Watanabe were picked up outside of the draft. I looked it up, and it said there was one other guy taken in the second round, and he was the first first-rounder. But hmm. you, you could be right. You could be right. <laughs> I could be mistaken, too. I, 
<laughs> that was my understanding, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But. I, I read that there were two, and he, he was the first one to go in the first round. So are we sure that J Rate got the right answer? Can yeah, we this is a great Definitely. Okay, good. That's the answer. This is the one for a sticker pack. Make it hard. Oh, to mail man. the Talbot to Australia. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's so expensive. Yeah, we have to give him the 15 question right now. <laughs> question number five. Which of these teams do the Nuggets not play over their eight seeding games? Great question. The Clippers, the Wizards, or the Jazz? Who do they not play? The Wizards. Final answer? Uh, it was almost great He question. got it. Yeah, let's go. All right. This is a very very Wizards-heavy quiz. (laughs) (laughs) James, you want to keep going, try to get a shirt, or do you want to take a sticker pack and $70 of postage? Uh, (laughs) I'll keep going. All right, love it. Don't let me talk you out of it. Don't let me influence you one way or another. Oh, get get what you can get, J-Rate. Don't don't listen to it. All right, question number six. Which Nuggets bench player appeared in all 65 games that the Nuggets played in this season. Hmm. I think I know this one. I think I do too. Well, uh, obviously not MPJ. (laughs) Nope. That's true. You're on the right track. (laughs) Joel's Googling it right now. Look at his hand. Uh, Unreal. Joel, my initial lean is Monte. Do you? My initial lean was either going to be Monte or Mason Plumley. I'm ninety eight percent sure it's Plumlee one of didn't, those two. Yeah, Plumley didn't play in the uh, the seven game against the Jazz, so it was just lap. I, I would go with your initial lean then. Man, that's incredible reasoning. Do you guys um, see how it worked? Yeah, that was very. Great. I'm just trying to think, if it's Tuesday for them, they might have seen the show already. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Thus, already knowing. It's the worst joke. I love it. <laughs> the best joke. You've, you've cracked it, Brendan. Yeah. That's why Australians right. never lose when we bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are we locking in Monte? Uh, all right. Well, yeah, let's go Monte. It is Monte oh, Morris. Oh, oh man. The deductive reasoning. James. I think James is going to do it. All right, question number seven. Question number seven. What Nuggets players from the same city as President of Basketball Ops Tim Connolly? Will Barton. He's got it. Will Barton, it it is. That was more of a three question, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was great. Thank you. All right, moving right along here. What current Nuggets player played at DeMatha High School? In Maryland. Oh, Ooh, gee. Famed uh. DeMatha High School. <laughs> That's very famed. We all know DeMatha High. Uh, Maryland. It's a great question. I know the answer. Well, That's why it's a great question. I'm just to to my <laughs> American <laughs> geography. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine's pretty garbage. So. We, have, we have a guy that's been living in Japan for... <laughs> we're like... I was a little worried a geography question would come up. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's going to come on the steps. I just, you know, I just... Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know the answer, but I do know what cities are in Maryland. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, Baltimore, is that in Maryland? That's in Maryland. Look at you, geography king. Um... Ugh. As is DC, another Ooh. hotbed for high school hoops. DC, yeah, okay. So current Nuggets player was that the? Actually, yes. DC isn't in Maryland. It's in DC. Yeah, you know what, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is smart. a current Nuggets player <laughs> that Nuggets played player. at Damatha. Yeah, so my head kind of is taking me away from Barton because he was the answer to the last question, but we also had Wizards at two answers. Yeah, I was just going to say, don't... uh... I'm I'm trying not to get trapped by that. Don't overestimate us, dude. We would make Uh... that mistake for sure. Yeah, it it wouldn't even be a trick. It'd be a straight-up mistake. (laughs) So, nothing, no ideas, Joel? Barton would be my guess, but I definitely would not count on me on this one. Because I really don't know. That's good advice. Don't count on him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Barton again, I think, given the Maryland 
Oh, oh. No. good guess, no. James, but it is not Will Barton. It Who is Jeremy it? Grant. Jeremy Grant. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Put in Brutal. Jeremy. I guess Adam tried to give the hint or DC. It's like if you just did Baltimore and DC, it like I don't know, ten percent of the NBA comes from those, those places. Who's the right? best player from that? Kevin Durant. Durant from DC. Kevin right? Durant, yeah, for sure, no question mm-hmm. that. Uh, Allen Iverson, also from that. Right. Was from yeah, Virginia, which is I guess whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> These are all different places, just to be clear. <laughs> not, not too many from Colorado, for being honest. Uh, very, very few. But, we only need one. We need the king. Colorado ch- apparently turns out more MLS players, though. American oh. professional soccer players than any other. The sport. altitude, I, I'm sure. I, that, uh, that's yeah, good. And, the, and the focus of the young children's uh, sportings. They don't play as much basketball. They play more soccer. So you're a bunch of small white guys. Everybody <laughs> does play soccer here. I play it's soccer. It's true. That's soccer. soccer was big, like, here, here's my age coming in, but like back in the 70s, me and my brother were playing soccer in elementary school, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Soccer's oh, yeah. been big in Colorado for a long time. Forever, sure. Yeah. Joel, it was so great to talk to you, man. And uh, You too, guys. Yeah, nice to meet you, brother. Monday yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Or, or Tuesday in your case, but um, we'll have to do it again, hopefully, when there's actual games to analyze and oh, love to break down. It's been fun. Yeah, but uh, everybody go follow Joel, read his stuff over at Forbes, and thanks for tuning in. We got stuff coming up all week tomorrow. Green Bean Productions. That's what they're being called now. Green really? Bean Productions? Lonely Bean and, and oh. Green so They're coming on the show. They're going to help us break down. Hell yeah. Some, uh, some of the latest news, hopefully, that breaks between now and then. And also Something. Just let us know what they've been up to for the last couple of months. Thanks so much, everybody. We're going to see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys.